you know, there's theories that it's the other way around. So the cold doesn't yeah, bother him. Yeah. The cold the... never bothered me anyway. What up, and welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Manners, your favorite full spoiler reread podcast of George R. R. Martin's. Oh, I fucked it up. Damn. George R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series. No, I'm Nate. Voice. As always, joining me, my brother, Zach. What up? I'm not doing a robot voice. I tried. And it was, I yeah, it you, you did a good portion. Until though. the end. It I was a good effort. Up. A for effort. Was... If you have never joined us or listened to us before, we forgive you. We are full spoiler. We will ruin the whole series if you haven't read it because we like to talk about all sorts of theories and fun stuff. John Snow it. dies in the books. Uh, yeah, I mean. Happens in the show, yeah. too. I don't really know if that is a spoiler at this no, point. No, I know. But. This is your warning at the top of the show. Go away if you haven't read them and come back because this is a reread. This is not our first time. Ain't our first rodeo, kid. If you have joined us before, thank you so much. Yes, so last episode we were reading Theon 4. Yep. Number 4. Fuck Theon. Theon has taken Winterfell at this point. Fuck Theon. Awakes to find something is off. Fuck Theon. Realizes he can't hear the wolves. Fuck Theon. And that the boys have escaped with Osha and Hodor. Fuck Theon and Mira and Jojen. And Mira Jojin. and Jojen, sorry. And Fuck then Theon. he gathers a posse. Fuck Theon. And uh, rides out. Fuck Theon. To find Fuck the boys. Theon. Uh, oh, sorry. They, they're led on a, as Nate put it, a wild wolf chase. Yeah. And it's fantastic because Theon just gets fucking played. Yep. And then Reek comes up with a pretty smart idea that he recalls some Miller's boys at a small farm on Acorn Hill, not far from here. And they had two boys, and he's got a sack full of Bran and Rickon's things, and Theon immediately gets what he wants, or gonna, understands what yeah. Reek is talking about, and says, yeah, okay, let's do it. It's yeah. better to be feared than thought a fool. So Theon is a little bitch, Fuck and Theon. actually Archmaester June, she said it, um, and she says she really doesn't like the term, but Theon is the textbook definition of toxic masculinity, Yo. and I, I don't think I've heard Theon summed up in a better description At ever. Like, he is perfect. the epitome of toxic masculinity. Archmaester June, not my favorite uh, turn Word. of phrase either, because I think there's better ways to describe it, but you're right. Uh, absolutely, I think he is. Yeah, so this chapter, we're going to be joining John, John. Six, yeah, a much Theon. better man than Theon. Thank God. And last we left John, the... Rangers with Corrin Halfhand had arrived. Halfhand's here! And they basically got the, the deets on what's been going on. More with the wildlings, less so with the supernatural shit in the north. And we kind of had the discussion about how Coldhand seems to be more, or Benjen seems to be more related to yeah, the, the mysterious, mystical, whereas Corrin is very, very wildling, mm-hmm. war-oriented. Which is sick. Dope. And that's some of the stuff he mentions to um, Mormont. Mormont. He says yep. they need to be rallying the Starks and the north to get their assistance against the wildlings. Not be worrying about this fucking Mance is snow doing bitch. some shit in the Frostfangs. We're not yeah. sure what, and that's what he says. We need to get eyes up up here, up there, up there, up there, up there. And yeah, and it leads them to basically allowing Mormont team. to... Assemble your yeah. team. And so he he asked John first. Boom, I want him. Yep. I want and this of boy. Of course, John agrees, because John's dream was to be a ranger, so of course he's going to go out. And that is where we pick up with John Six. Yeah, where they've been ranging. <laughs> yeah, they've been there. They they've made it a good ways. John and squad have spotted a wildfire, a wildling fire. Sorry, up scout in the, fire in high the up on the pass. side of the mountain. Yeah, watchers in the Skirling Pass, they're called, and they talk about you know how they can see it. So that's yeah, like yeah. not that smart, but yeah, they're not actually that far. They're about half a mile ahead, but they're two thousand feet up in the air yeah. as well. Like, and half hand just has there. a really cool quote where he says, "Fire is life up here, but it can also be death as well." And that's just 
That's I, I think Martin did a great job. It in really this applies chapter. to all the North in, in those uh, absolutely, ways, like with the wildlings. I uh, thought Martin did a great job of painting how much of a beacon right lighting a fire actually is. Yeah, here, yeah. where like they are against this black black mountain because it's there's a just dark this, dark night, and there's just this little light, and that's your death. The or, I think the best thing you can hope to have drawn to you is a fucking Night's Watch Ranger yeah. or a wildling, like. There's so much other shit they could see mm-hmm. that and be like, ooh, like but shadow cats. At the same time, a lot of well, the shadow cats come because of the blood. They the blood, come but I likely. mean, if they're hungry enough. I mean, yeah, but uh, and we know that fire keeps certain other things at bay. And also, Temporary. could I mean, uh, I don't think a little campfire is gonna deter, Stop. Well, deter not a, like a white lot. walker. Yeah, I mean, if it's a but, legit one, sure. So yeah, yeah. it is determined that. Uh, oh, and then we learned that the, by. Half hands order, they had risked no fires themselves. Yeah, yeah, uh, they've been since, eating fucking cold beef, salt beef. That's and, uh, like, uh, just giving us a little peek at Corrin, how smart he is, how intelligent, and how hard, and how he yeah, is. no, he if you're with him, you're we're doing it right. I mean, he, he this ain't his first rodeo. Mm-hmm. He knows what the fuck he's doing to survive. And yeah, uh, John thinks that yeah, they were eating cold salted beef and sleeping huddled together, together yeah, and it reminds him of sleeping with his brothers when they were little. Mm-hmm. And it's just yeah, corn isn't sparing any luxury or yeah. giving them any comfort to do what needs to be done. So I did want to just mention because I don't think his name gets brought up again, Squire Dalbridge, just because I like Squire Dalbridge. He was a squire for some king at some point in so the past life. Yeah, called and Squire Dalbridge. Kind of stuck. He's an he's like a fifty five year old dude, but. I, he, he was I love this whole uh, squad. This whole yeah. squad is pretty dope. Well, because he had thrown in a little quote about, I wonder what Mance fears. Mm. And, like, I don't know really how it applied there at that little particular situation, but it was just an interesting question. Yeah. And uh, Well, like, yeah, these people, uh, I think these these people, especially Corrin, John, Stonesink, these are the ones who can think like wildlings and not... Not do it from a position of hatred, but from a position of understanding. Yeah. This is the way they're going to do things because right. this is the way they well, do things. Well, especially we'll get that from Corrin and Stone Snake. And soon. they and they do that here where but they yeah. determine they'll have a horn and there will be at least yeah. two Stone men. Stone Snake yeah. points that out, which my boy. There will be at least two men. So Stone Snake is like, yeah, I'm going. And because he's clearly earlier, he's their best climber. He's shown like, that he's a good climber. Far. Yeah. And John's like, yep, me too. And Corrin's like, cool, but Ghost is going to stay here because he's easy to see in the moonlight, which makes sense. Duh. And so, yeah, John and Stoneskin load up with climbing gear and strip off the stuff they don't need, yeah. and they set off. And they're told they're going to toss down a, uh, a branch, a, 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 a torch, torch yeah. downwind to, to let them know. And, yeah, so they strip off horses, helms, mail, and Ghost, and Stoneskin leads, and it's hard as fuck going yeah like, yeah it's, they 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 start creeping up at first they're following the trail and it's okay yeah but then, but then it becomes it starts... basically a rock climb and he and that's basically it's like two pages of just how hard the skirling pass is fucking scary brutal the way the wind black. shrieks like yeah. a, a woman mourning her children through the stones and it makes john though he does think about how he's not un- unhappy that he came nah. he, he is this, glad he's made this trip this part just it makes me think of Arya. This is so the, the little bit of wonder in him. This is what makes me feel like he joined the Night's Watch for the right reason. Oh, yeah. Like this, it's, it was, yeah, he's this a bastard. This is why he was disappointed in not being a ranger. Exactly. Because he wants to see what's and up And so here. it's just, he got to see, like, frozen waterfalls yeah, yeah. and the sunrise and shit and, like, wildflowers blooming and, like... Icy waterfalls, a mountain meadow full of flowers, ravens 
uh, ravines so deep and black that they were sure to end in some hell. He had ridden over a bridge that was open to the sky to either side of him. He had watched an eagle in flight and watched a shadow cat stalk a ram moving down the mountain like liquid smoke until it was ready to pounce. Can we say Veramir confirmed? There, like, no, not Veramir. Uh, or L. sorry. Or L. yes. But, uh, I believe that's Orel and an eagle, yes. Absolutely. Yeah, like, keep in watch. Be, like, yeah. uh, because, uh, and full spoiler reread, Orel is one of the wildlings. He's their warg who wargs into an eagle. Jon Snow kills him, and he we know has his basically second life in the eagle and the eagle resents the shit out of john and tries to attack him multiple times and so yeah i think i think that's the first one nod the first. to orel that yeah. the, the wildlings aren't only watching in the past they're watching yeah. up above mance ain't taking no chances and i also just thought that the shadow cat is another nod to arya because John eventually thinks, uh, well, first, I just think him taking in the wonders is very Arya moving, yeah, traveling south that. to King's Landing mm-hmm. and just appreciating the natural beauty. A, yeah, yeah. a meadow full of flowers, this terrifying bridge he crosses. It's it's scary, but it's, holy shit, this is crazy. Yeah. And then he thinks, now it's our turn to pounce. And he wishes that he could move as sure and silent as the shadow cat and kill as quickly. Oh. Arya Swift is a sh- can oh, fucking... fucking sh- yeah, she can catch cats. Arya and, and could absolutely move down and... the mountain like liquid smoke. Oh, yeah. Like, I feel like this is just a, Upper a down, nice yeah. little, like... John doesn't know it, of course, but his little sister well, is doing the same thing. I was going to say, that's the funny thing, is that, you know, we all respect and appreciate what John does, but... Arya's way better than he is at this particular thing. The ranging? Moving quiet, yeah. moving silently, moving efficiently, and with confidence, yep. you know, and by repeating her mantras. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have any mantras. That's his fucking he problem. He gets one here he, soon. He, yeah, he will. When he's climbing. But uh, uh, he, yeah, he notes that he carries Dirk and Dagger as well as Longclaw because he's not sure he'll have room to use it. So and he wonders who will prove the Shadow Cat tonight and yeah. who the Ram and they stayed to the trail for as long as they could, and then it's treacherous ground. The wind starts kicking up, and John's little man yeah. fuzz on his face is frosted over. And then soon there's nothing below them but yawning darkness and nothing above but the moon and the stars. I love, I just, it's a lot of descriptor imagery here, but I fucking love it. I love the north. It's yeah. such a odd place it's and it so untouched and it, it yeah it feel like every little noise that martin is like oh yeah there's something off in the distance like what the, what what is that what's making that, that noise what are you? and and they have to climb and to yeah, get he up starts, above and the, he starts the uh, i suppose this is mantra like one foot at a time yep. just one step at a time yep. just just one foot in front of the other man yeah he's going to start snapping his fingers and shit like one, one foot in front of the other stone snake goes first securing a line and then john quickly follows him up and just reminding himself constantly don't look down one foot in front of the other Stone Snake don't give a shit. He's just mm. handling he's, it. Yeah, they're doing a belay system where he goes up because he's the better hammers, climber. Hammers in a... Yeah, hammers in a baton. Which a is uh, the, the... Yeah, a python. The hammer is muffled, but even still, John's like, fuck, <laughs> fuck. Which, I mean, if you've ever oh, been a absolutely. kid, like, sneaking a tree mm-hmm. or something and, like, the microwave just sounds like a fucking nuclear bomb going off. Yeah, just about anything. And so, yeah, he... John slips once but doesn't fall. And, and he's... Oh, man. Whew. Like, even my heart dropped yeah, a little bit there. I was like, oh, no, 
John. Like, yeah. And I know he's John. like, it's full spoiler reread. Like, I know he doesn't die I'll for another four you. books or whatever, but. And yeah, his fingers begin to ache and bleed. His burnt hand is seizing up. He cut his thumb, ripped his thumbnail open at some point, and he's starting to bleed and leaving smears. And it just, Martin I... does a great job of building the anxiety. Like, Because um... I'm like, oh shit, now his hand's bloody. He's going to slip again. Like... This part made me think more along the lines of, yeah, he's talking about how much his hand hurts, how it aches and bleeds. He never mentions how cold they are, mm. ever. The only thing on him that's ever been that's really showing to be cold right now is the the tips of his fingers. Well, no, his well, he talks fuzz. about the he he can well, feel the, the, the cold of the stone, yeah. But he's not complaining yeah, no, about no. it, and like it's fucking it's well, I mean, it's that adrenaline. No gloves. He's... I'm just wondering I, yeah, if no. maybe it's uh... no. I I think this is just that adrenaline. Mm. He's doing work, man. He's scaling the side uh, of a mountain. Uh, like... Unless you know, I mean, I suppose it could uh, absolutely be because I so, but... I mean, and it's not to say that it's not cold. It's just why he's blood of the dragon. Right. Well, yeah, because if he's the uh, maybe the ice... he is a little more like Melisandre because mm-hmm. when... we know fire burns him. Yeah. Yes. And so. You know, there's theories that it's the other way around. So the cold doesn't yeah, bother him. Yeah. The cold doesn't... never bothered me anyway. <laughs> Fuck. Frozen. Nailed it. Anyway. I they, kicked the new desk. They continue going up and up and up, and John feels that they are close, but finds himself thinking of Bran. Little brother Bran. Yeah, this is cool. He loved to, cl- loved to climb, and I wish that I had a tenth of his courage. Now, I mean, John, look at what you're doing, dude. Well, like, yeah. You, you're doing it. You like, are. You're, you you're currently scaling a mountain and not pissing your pants in, in fear. Like, you've got some courage, dog. To go and kill two, like, yeah, and wildlings. To, and to be very thoughtful about it. Yeah, like, like he, he's... Well. He does, like, he, he admires the man who goes for his horn instead of his sword. Like, yeah. And uh, so they... Yeah. they oh, well. I was going to say the brand thing. I just think it's interesting because... Bran just wants to be a knight, mm. and they're supposed to be these big, courageous yeah. people, and he, he completely, no, that's not, like, I can't, I'm this, and even John's like, no, dude, like, you were, you were the man, Yeah, man. he's a brave like, kid, you're... climbing around, scaling yeah, Winterfell, just, yeah. And so I like that. So right? they begin to see the dull orange glow over the lip of the cliff, marking the wildlings as they're crawling up on their bellies. And they had built their watch fire in a shallow depression with a sheer drop below and the rock behind to shelter them from the wind. That wind break allowed John and Snow Stone Skin Stone Snake Jesus Figure your shit Stone out. Skin is a D and D spell. Yeah. Stone Snake to crawl up and creep on them as they yeah they, prepare they, to they kill them. Yeah, they kind of inch and do a little army crawl up yeah. to the ledge. One is asleep and John only sees hair, bright red hair. Yeah. Assuming so it's Ygritte. a man. Yeah, he they, Martin does the twist here, thinking it's a man, but it's a egret. And the second sat near the fire, feeding it twigs and branches. The third watched the pass. He had the horn. There's very little to see, and the third was the one with the horn. And so John is like, shit, there was only supposed to be two. Whoopsie! But Stone Snake. Indicates Yo, he doesn't horn waste bearer. No, no time. He nods He's to like, the horn bearer. I'm getting the horn yep. bearer. You and John. So John nods to the man feeding the fire, and he thinks it felt odd to pick a man to kill. Now, that's almost different than because Arya just had three men she got to choose, mm-hmm. and there was no odd it was a power this adrenaline yeah, yeah, yeah. for the entire time. And for him, he's like, "This is." I mean, again, this is his first kill. Yeah. Right. Well, of a live man. Oh, Thor's yes. been yeah. uh, uh, dead, but yeah, yeah. I mean, he, so. And he wonders if Rob felt like this before his first battle. Right, because Arya had already gotten a kill or two herself. Yeah. Um, by then, even though they were just like the little boy there and then the guard, I think, and 
King's Landing or wherever the hell she was. Yeah. Uh, so then suddenly Stone Snake is leaping down and John unsees Log Law and follows. And it all seemed to happen in a heartbeat. And afterward, John could only admire the courage of the wildling who reached first for his horn instead of his blade. But Stone Snake knocked it aside before yeah. he was able to sound it and then just that was hacked it. him. Yeah, done. John's man leapt to his feet, brandishing and thrusting a burning brand, and John sees the sleeper beginning to stir, and he's like, fuck, 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 I gotta do this quick. Yeah, and he then does. does. He just fucking, boom. And then, uh, as he kills the first one, the man twists Longclaw from his grasp, so John quickly dra- grabs his dirk Smart. and runs up and jams it under the redhead's chin. Going to slit, and then as he grabs her hair, he realizes it's a her. And Stone Snake says, a watcher, a wildling, finish her. And John is, of course, hesitates. He Do sees, you yield? He sees fear and fire in his in her eyes and thinks that she's no older than him. And for some odd reason, reminds him of Arya. Is that just him being sexist and being like, oh, she's a girl? I think it's like a wildling, wildling woman. Yeah. The fact that she's got probably more of a... Because Martin describes her face very pug-like yeah. and squished and not unattractive, but... Different, and I think I kind of picture Arya similarly, where she's just got not maybe an, a little more sharp, right? Sharper features on Arya than yeah, exactly. Pug nose. Pug nose. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, okay. But uh, yeah, I think it's more of just that she's out in the wild. She's yeah. a wildling woman, and she's got that fight. Like he can see that she she, she wants, wants to fight. Fuck, yeah, yeah, like, and that, I think that's what it is. Yeah. So he asks if she'll yield, and she does. And Stone Snake's like, "Corn said nothing of captives." And he John's didn't like, say nothing about no captives. Yeah. All right, John. What are we for? <laughs> and he says, "Give her a chance. She'll bury an axe in your fucking skull." So John asks her name and gets egret. And she's like, I told you my name. He's like, I'm Jon Snow. My father is Ned Stark. When I was 11 years old, I pushed my brother down the stairs. I once farted on Bran's pillow when he, and like, just gives his life story. Gosh, he gives his much. name Jon Snow, and she flinched and said an evil name. Yeah, she did do that. Is that just because of the bastard? I I don't know. That's weird. Like, because I thought it was weird that in the North, that, like, as a, a wild like, would they would flinched. give a fuck about a bastard. And so. I don't know why. It, why is maybe John it's, Snow an evil name? I feel more like it's a. They're aware of who he is, not necessarily like that he was Ned Stark's son, mm. and it's a, oh he's a Stark. I oh know yeah, he's a yeah, Stark. Maybe. But I don't know. I thought it was strange. I didn't get it. So Stone Snake lights the torch and signals the others, throwing it off the side. And Egret says that you ought to burn them you killed. And he's like, that'll be a big bright fire. You got other wild things close by. You're hoping you're gonna see it, bitch. Huh? And then John remembers Ulthor and is like, yeah, maybe we should. And Stone Snake's like, nah, there's other ways. Check this out. So he strips them all down of anything useful and then, yeah, just chucks them all over the cliff. <laughs> right off the cliff. And uh, John helps him with the second. They hear the soft splat at the bottom. Egret watched but says nothing. And then John realizes that she's actually older than he first thought. Maybe as old as 20. And so he asks, Stone Snake asks Egret what waits beyond the pass. And she says, the free folk, hundreds and thousands of them crow more than you've ever seen. And John's like, she don't know. She don't know, she don't know how many. And she uh, she smiles and he asks, why come here? What's in the frost fangs that your king could want? And she just fucking ignores him and stone snakes. Like, I told you, like, I've seen a wildling bite off his fucking tongue to not answer questions, dude. So 
Yeah, they're, they're not going to give up information just because you're questioning. And he was pelting with a bomb. Oh, yeah, so he t- just berated He's her up, quick. bruh. And then they begin to hear shadow cats feeding on the corpses below. This sound echoes off of the rocks, and John's just kind of like, oh, fuck, that's fucked. Yeah, that's pretty vile. And then realizes how bone-tired he is, but he dares not sleep. He took captive. It's on him to guard her. Good man. I mean, a good man, but, like, I want to go to sleep. Just kill the bitch. Just kill the bitch. <laughs> Just fucking do it. Just fucking nighttime. So, yeah, he uh, he asks if the two they killed were her kin, and she says, no more than you. And he's like, the fuck? Huh? What does that mean? What are you even talking about, and she dude? she asks who his mother was, and he was like, I never knew my mother. Some woman. And he's like, uh, someone told me that once. Yeah, and see, and that's why I don't think it was because of snow with the bastard. Yeah. Because the association to Winterfell, she, she didn't even understand. Like when he said that, you, I mean, I suppose a bastard it doesn't mean you don't know your mother. So yeah. I guess you might not have. Just, yeah, she might not know the whole Lyanna yeah, story, yeah. but and yeah, never he's mind. like, I don't know my mom, and she's like, oh, so she never sang you the song of the Winter Rose, and then she gives kind of a description of it. Bale the Bard made it. The king beyond the wall a long time ago. All the free folk know his songs, and John thinks to himself, well, you know, we got some time before Corrin gets here, so let's hear a tale. Tell me about him. And before Egret gets into her tale, we're going to convene our small council to tell you guys our tale and where you can reach us. Yes, so we'll see you over there. Sick. What up, welcome to the small council. Sup. This is the small council. It is. I just said that. Yeah. Are you going to contribute anything besides answering my questions? Mm, possibly. You can reach us all sorts of different ways. We'd love to hear from you guys, your thoughts, feelings, opinions, or induct tease. And you can reach us a variety of ways. Nate's on Twitter at Manners Without. I'm on Twitter at Carstark92. We also have the Instagram, which is the same as Nate's same Twitter, as at Manners Without. And a lot of people like to send us emails. Withoutmannersbrotherhood at gmail.com Hell is what yeah. our email address is. Um we got a Patreon. Yeah, Patreon's important because Patreon has all the bonus content. Um, we get the extra episodes, the rereads of the sample chapters. We are doing our profile episode of Stannis the Manus yep, as voted by up. the patrons. And who knows where we're going from there? Yeah, could there's some also, more fun stuff. You could, help, you could help us decide by joining our Patreon. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. And also, Patreon gets you access to a secret Facebook group, but... Regular Facebook Regular is available Facebook as well. Facebook.com well. slash Brotherhood Podcast. We need rates and reviews. It helps us get more lovely listeners like yourselves. Tell your friends about us. Word of mouth, yeah, of is a great way. It's so good. But yeah, if you could subscribe and reviews, we'd need so many we reviews. We could use some reviews. We would really appreciate those. Fishing for reviews. You know, Come fishing, on, man. Fishing. We, I like we need, fishing. We need... We need Brendan compliments. B, the, not, uh, Brendan Tully, the blackfish. Yeah. He fishes too, so he it's okay to fish sometimes. Sometimes that's how I'm justifying that. But we'll let you get back to John because it's such a good chapter. Indeed, yeah. and the good stuff is coming now. Yeah, it is. Let's tease them more. Keep going. Yeah, yeah I guess a little longer. No, okay, we get it. Back, we're back. We're back. Here we are. We're back. We're back to talk about bail. Yeah, we are. That's right. I forgot for a second there. I was going to try to make it into a song, but I don't have one. So Egret begins... It's not Zach the Bard, it's Bale the Bard. True. Egret begins by saying that Bale was a great raider, and so and Snake immediately starts snorting, saying a murderer, robber, and raper is more like, and she's like, well, I guess it's all about where you're standing. And she goes on to say the Stark and Winterfell wanted Bale's head. 
Now that line, sorry to cut you no, off, no, no. but I just feel like that's the the most important line of this chapter is that little lesson that he's kind of is depends on what side you're standing on. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because she calls him Southerners, uh-huh. uh, calls him a Southerner, and he's like, "I'm not a Southerner. I'm from the and North." She's like, "Anything below the wall is fucking South, dude." And he's like, "Well, I guess it's all how you're standing." And she's like, "Yeah, that's it, what it I'm telling is. you, bruh." And anyway. Yeah, and so she said the Stark and Winterfell wanted Bale's head, and so in bitterness he had called Bale a coward. So Bale scaled the wall, skipped down the King's Road, and walked into Winterfell <laughs> harp in hand, naming himself Sigiric of Skagos. And Sigiric in the old tongue means deceivers, which she is very fucking intent on making note that the giants still to this day speak. So am I letting you finish before no, we, we can bring dive up into, uh, uh, Mance? Mance Raider? So who has done this already? Is this really? I a think tale this is of... no. I think this is a tale of Mance. Yeah, like I, I don't think that Bale the Bard is something that fucking yeah. they tell among. Right. I think this is Mance. Her just tale. teasing. And maybe like, it, well, like it's probably a song. Mance uses Bale when he goes. Is it Abel? Able. Able. But it's if able. you look, it's the exact it's same four letters. It's, it's an, an anagram. anagram. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I think this is Mance's yeah, thing so to... I, I don't recall this story. I don't either. I, I know, obviously, I this that this. Mance is there. We we talked about it in fucking the third episode, yeah, when he was, fourth he was episode. at Robert's Feast. He yeah. was there at Robert's Feast, and she's just recanting mm-hmm. that. And it, it's funny on, you know, the first two or three rereads um, before... Dance came out and like this kind of knowledge became open. Yeah. Uh, never picking up on this on those, oh, yeah, those yeah. initial reads. So then, if it's about Mance, who is the Winter Rose who was plucked? See now, I I <laughs> I was wondering if there wasn't some embellishment in the story. Oh, absolutely. That's, and that's so, what's fun. Like that's the hard part about it is the um, story, and because we know Mance Raider takes the name of Abel. And goes down to now, Winterfell in the guise of a bard. We also know that he's done that before. And he has done it before. So I would imagine that she is... It's This is Martin teasing that time. Yeah. But referring to other previous times. Something in history. And maybe it's not nearly as, again, big as that, where it's not necessarily known. Yeah. Or there's no child I mean, actually born of I it. Can I say the elephant on the table? Winter roses are associated with Leon. Right. Like... The fuck does that imply, dude? Are, are they saying, like, he came down and slept with Liana and so it's... Impregnated Liana? And that means that, like... Like, that's the new theory. John it's is Mance's father. plus L equals J. <laughs> Mance's father. Like... Okay. All right. I mean, it, it, it's odd. It's, it's really, it, Yeah, no, it She goes seem... on to say that Bale was fucking welcomed with open arms. He ate at Lord Stark's table and played so beautifully that the Lord offered to let him name his own reward. And in response, Bale said, All I ask is a flower, the fairest flower that grows in all the gardens of Winterfell. And so, it just so happened that the winter roses were coming into bloom. Very rare, very valuable, and the Lord Stark commanded the most beautiful in the garden be plucked to give to the singer. But come morning... When they went to give him the flower, the singer had vanished, as did Lord Brandon's maiden daughter. So this is the first time we get the name of the Lord. And her bed was empty, but for the pale blue rose that Bale had left on her flower, on her pillow, (laughs) on her flower. So John immediately fact checks this and is like, which Brandon? Brandon the builder? Brandon the shipwright? But... 
and she's like, Brandon, the daughter list. Do you want to hear the fucking story or not? <laughs> but I really like that John immediately is like, who the fuck are you talking Wh- about? Who is this who guy? Hold on. Which brand? Because I know all the tales about Brandon. I got old Nan for this shit. She's our Winterfellopedia. And, and she so, knows all your stories because she's old Nan. And she's old Nan. She lived among you people. She's a children of the forest. <laughs> like... What you looking up? Nate's looking up. I was just trying to see if I could pull up some of the Brandon Starks from history. Yes. Just see if there was any that fit this kind of story. Brandon the daughterless. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but it's obviously going to pull up all. It's it's a really tough one. To, That's to a lot. Narrow if down. anyone, of course, knows if there's a particular Brandon that fits this story greatly, please let us know. Write us in. But John tells her to go on, and so she does. At Lord Brandon's behest. The black crows flew from their castles in the hundreds, but never found any sign of the Lord's daughter. For most a year, until one night, as he lay waiting to die, Lord Brandon heard a child's cry and found his daughter in her bedchamber asleep with babe at her breast. And John's like, so Bale brought her back? Yeah. And she's like, no. They never left. They had been in Winterfell all the time. Hiding with the dead beneath the castle. Martin, you motherfucker. Hi, Bran. You motherfucker. Hi, Bran. See, now, is that part supposed to just be shit coincidence that... Oh, yes, 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 yes. Like, like that she's... This is Martin. Bran Stark. Let me down. use this fucking... This story, which is either embellishment or a story that she's actually heard that is true. And let me add some things that people will pick up on or have to reread to pick up on but straight up that yeah in this story there's someone hiding from the current lord of winterfell and all the people looking for him in the crypts and that's what bran is currently doing at this very moment and so So i think it's just martin being like huh uh, uh, you get you, that? Did you catch it? So the wiki, um, I went to a Song of Ice and Fire wiki. Yep. And essentially it says basically what we've kind of said, that there's not any evidence and nobody really knows for certain whether he actually exists or not. But Good. So it's then said that Lord Brandon's daughter loved Bale so much she bared him a child. And Egret kind of digresses at this point and is like, but Bale kind of claimed all the ladies loved him in the song. So he's a bard, you know, that's what they do. But Bale left the child in payment for the rose he had plucked unasked, and that boy grew to be the next Lord Stark. You have Bale's blood in you, same as me. And John's like, it never happened. Mm -mm, mm -mm." I really like the idea that it could. Oh, absolutely. And I love that. I think that's the inherent mystery with the Starks is how much. Yeah. tie do they have to this north they're they are the north the northernmost civilized place and all of their history directly ties to children of the forest mm-hmm. the north the wall and now a wild and now the wild potential wild king beyond the like, wall king beyond the wall like, yeah they've he's had got king's blood they've had all sorts like, of crazy fucking shit. people marrying fucking... wildly or marrying white walkers yeah, and shit yeah. so yeah, it's it's wild. But so like, John's pretty skeptical about the whole business. Yeah. Who wouldn't be, to be fair? And he grits like, yeah, might be it did, or might be it didn't. Either way, it's a good fucking song. It's a good song. And she it's a says, banger, yo. Which the song always ends with them finding the babe, but there is a darker end to the story. Thirty years later, Bale was king beyond the wall and led the free folk south. And it was the young Lord Stark who met him at the frozen ford and killed him. For Bale would not lift a sword against his own son. And John says, so the son slew the father. And she was like, aye, 
but gods hate kinslayers, even unknowing ones. So it's very uh, Oedipus without the incest. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so I thought that was kind of cool. Lord Stark returned, and his mother saw Bale's head on a spear, and thus threw herself from a tower in grief. A Shardane, anyone? Yeah. Her son did not long outlive her. One of his lords peeled his skin and wore him for a cloak. So a Bolton. A Bolton. A Bolton got him. It was actually Roos, because he's been around since forever. Shut the fuck up. He's Bolton. So many cool things about that story. And, <laughs> and we found more evidence that Roos was But yeah, it's a very oedipus Yeah, with the killing the father, killing the father and then to coming sleep back with the mother. The mother dying yeah. by flinging herself yeah, out of grief. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I thought that was a neat concept there and, and just a, a, a cool ending. Like I that. feel like that's sort of the embellishment, though, that like the father fights the son because there's got to be a lesson. And so. Right. Right, I feel like right. this here is where it gets very story. Yeah, yeah, story driven. But he, yeah. John says, "Yo, Bale was a liar." Yeah, yeah, you're fucking wrong. <laughs> and he says, "She says no, but a bard's truth is different than yours or mine." And anyway, you asked for the fucking story, so then yeah. she just turns away and closes her eyes like she's going to sleep. Yeah. Done. Which Done. basically is that point is happening. The sun's rising anyway, and Corin is showing up. Look to the east with the ghost when the dawn. Yeah, he's not Gandalf. He is. He's No, Gandalf's magical. He's oh, more grounded. True. Yeah, you're right. And so he's more of an Aragorn, unfortunately. Yep. Oh, so cool. Stone Snake spied Corrin in the yeah. rest, and John woke up Egret, and they descend down to meet him. And luckily, there's gentler paths that lead down than it was up. And in a narrow defile, the brothers appeared, which Nate and I had this conversation. I had to look up defile because I didn't know. And it is apparently a military term of like a narrow corridor where soldiers are first forced to walk single file. So there's your word of the day, folks. Mm, Reading is fundamental. Look up words if you don't know them, kids. It's fun stuff. You learn something. Anyway, so they meet in this very narrow mountain pass, and which I love this scene. I, I really like. And then the adorable running through the field moment. Ghost races ahead to see John. How come? So this is, of all the things, because we usually are pretty pretty firm on, we enjoyed the show. Who cares what happened? I know some things might not be the way people like, but. That was their biggest flop that they didn't have a fucking charging across a field moment with ghosts. I mean, it's in a like a narrow corridor, but it's still just as adorable. It still looks. I the loved same. it. Yeah, and then John immediately like, and it. I mean, if, if who's a good as listeners, ever. if you could meet Barak Dogdarian, this is what Barak Dogdarian yeah. does. He likes to gently, gently take people's arm in, in his mouth and just kind of hold it there and let you know that he's got you. And that's what. John does with Ghost. He immediately yeah. presents his arm, and Ghost is a little rougher, I think. And with kinda John, because he knows. But, yeah, it's fun. They're playing, and Egret is just like, yo, <laughs> what, the, what the fuck, dude? You just put your arm in that thing's mouth. You were just like, here, bro. Here, bro. And, and I like, love it. I love that she's shit. tripping The tits. mad respect, I think, that is... Oh, yeah, blood, immediately. Like, is like, yo, he's of the North. Like, this is well... This guy is of the North. Oh. No, that's, that's fucking... Well, I mean, it's... Frozen. Eventually, it's frozen. It's got to melt. Uh, the half hand made no comment on the prisoner, and Stone Snake tells him what went down that they killed the two, and John just kind of feels compelled to be like, She yielded to me. And she yielded. So Corin walks up and asks Secret if she knows who he is, and she does. And he's like, So tell me true. If you guys caught me, what would happen? And she's like, we'd give you a slower death if you yielded because we'd want to kill you longer. For being like, a little coward-ass yeah. bitch. And mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, that's what I thought. And he's like, we have no food to take for her, and we can't spare a man to watch and her, And then, John. yeah, Eben uh, Eben? Eben is like, yo, and all it takes is for her to just break one shout. out one yep. shout b- 
to warn somebody or alert them of our presence. But they're not. No, no, nobody's being unkind. Nobody's like you, fucking idiot. No, you not pussy, at all. You shouldn't have spared her. Right. Like, and they even Corin goes on. You need to do what must needs See, to be done. And I don't. And I think that part of that is Corin a chose him specifically. Yep. And knows that this is his first ever I actual think he's ranging. Grooming him as well. Yeah, absolutely. He, he know. I think he, he saw what Mormon saw, saw exactly what Mormon and was like, saw. "Oh, this kid's capable. Yeah. He needs to see the fucking." And, he needs uh, and to see Corrin's the also a little more tied in and knows it with the wolf. He's very stark. Yeah, you know, like yeah. He's got these traits, and I think because that's what he says here: "You are blood of Winterfell." The man who passes the sentence swings the sword. You you took her captive, so it's up to you to yeah, deal yeah. with it because we can't take care of her. And a man of the night's watch right. now, and she is a wildling, our sworn enemy, who will tell the people we're trying to figure out what they're doing, what exactly we're doing. Exactly what's happening. And so I just love it. the way Corn breaks it down both ways, like like appealing to Ned Stark first, and then to his honor of the night's watch, and you need to do what needs to be done. And then he goes on to tell him, well, he tells the others, yeah, come with it's... me, it's going to be easier for him to do it if we're not here to see it. And so he leads them Yeah, down. I mean, partially because, A, it's a second kill, but... It's also a woman. It's also a woman, and there's a little more tenderness. John's young. It's it's he's not hardened to death yet, so it's gonna be harder for him to kill a woman in this world who seems more innocent. Yeah, Yeah. and so then it's just John, Ghost, and Egret. Ghosty's here for this important moment. Dude, Ghost staying, I absolutely adore because now when he does what he does, she has no choice. But to run. Oh yeah. Like she can't fight him. No, like did you, no, no, did you no. see that motherfucker yeah. sitting over there? Mm-mm. That wolf will Mm-mm. fuck you up. So he thought she would try to run, but she just stood there looking at him, and she says, "You don't have to do it. Mance would take you. I know he would. There are secret ways them crows would never catch us. Secret ways, dude." So just so caves just, and yeah, stuff I think like just that, like little clefts, that like they little know. quick narrow yeah. defiles. Actually, if you stop here instead of continuing the path and climb up to this it ridge, it's sheer, and but go, you can fit you through. You can squeeze yeah, through and get yeah. over to this spot instead, type thing. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And so he says, "I'm as much a crow as they are," and she nods, resigned. And I just love, I respect Egret so much yeah, for this scene. Yeah, yeah. He draws Longclaw, and he asks, "Aren't you afraid?" And she says, "Last night I was, but now the sun's up." And that's that's it. Night that, yeah. night is the time to be afraid in the north because that's when the White Walkers right. m- remove and all that stuff. But, but the sun's up. I'm. It's no. a beautiful day now. Right. Like it's a good day to yeah, die. Do it in the sun. So she kneels before him and bares her neck and says, "Strike hard and strike true, Crow, or I'll come back and haunt you." Mm. And so he puts the steel to her neck to mark the blow, and she shivers. That's cold. Go on. Could you... Dude, the chill of I the feel like Valerian steel is even colder. Just, yeah, dude. I'm getting the way chills it just from it. pulls yeah. the cold in, that steel is fucking... And says, go on. Be quick about it. So he raises the sword, and he's thinking a clean death, just like his father. He was his father's son, wasn't he? And when the blow doesn't fall, she looks up at him, and John can't do it. And he tells Run. her, go. Before my wits return, go. And she went... Yeah. All right. So, so she skirts. That's the end of the chapter. And bro. John has freed his captive, the wildling egret. Holy fuck. What a good chapter. Now that that's that's kind of just huge for his character. Because we discussed I don't know if we mentioned it during our very first chapter, Brand One of Game of Thrones, or if it was a later episode where we brought it up, but yeah. the absolute it didn't matter what Garrett said to Ned Stark. 
he was guilty. Yeah. He betrayed his vows. Yep. He he that's that. Yep. Sorry, bro. John just did that. Yep. Right now. He just completely like he's a dead man if he ever admits what he just did. Because of the way of the law, the fucking rule that's completely stupid, but do you think he obviously he fucked up, but I mean, we know what comes of it. Well, no, yeah, no, and um, no, he. Do, I mean, my my question more about this is: Do you think he would have done it either way, or do you think it was inspired because of the tale she told and the things she said about it's all about where you stand and how you look at things, or do you think he would have done it regardless of if it was any woman? I is it just because he's a, she's a woman and he's naive thinking that. She's the gentler sex. I, I think a lot or of Or is it the story she told and the Winterfell that she was drilling He allowed in. himself to bond with her. Exactly. Because yeah, it yeah, started yeah. with, from that very first look, what stopped him from killing her immediately is the fire in her eyes like Reminding Arya. Reminding him of oh, Arya. Arya. Yep. And then, and now my reason for going this way is the knowledge that Martin had intended the love triangle initially of John, Gross. Tyrion, and Arya. Yeah. As odd and weird as that would be. Um... All these aspects of Arya's personality in another person yeah, to make him can then to. give him that instead. Yeah. And so throughout all of it, even to the no, like I get to die today. It's a, the sun's up. Yeah. Like what? What better? And the you know you could join us. We could. Man, could just take kind of, like, you. Yeah. You could be free too. What do you say? So you think and, it was he? Uh, he would her specifically. If he yeah. didn't talk, if they took her, the, her captive, waited for Corn to get there. Corn and Stone Snake questioned her. Then I think he could have done it. It would have been, hey, now that uh, now that we're done questioning her, you shouldn't have taken her captive. We can't and yeah, laid out yeah, that yeah, same yeah. argument, but then made him kill. I think he could have done it, and so I do think a lot of it is because he was able to develop the bond, see how Arya like she is, how wild she is, yes, and he likes that man. It's his spot. That's his thing. That's his fucking. That's his, that's his fetish. There you go. Anyway, you got an inductee. Ah, yeah. So. I, I feel like I'm just taking the easy one, but it's just because he was so fucking badass. I have to go with Stone Snake, man. He's just so fucking cool. I can't help it. He he. I thought he yeah, was corn for a minute. Like I'm, I I hate because I'm pretty sure all these guys die. Yeah. And I just I'm, I really like Stone Snake. I'm upset I'm about that now. What happens? Yeah, yeah. I really like him, and I want to keep an eye on Squire Dalbridge. Uh, just that's going to be it. mine, and Squire Dalbridge, Dope. because I respect the fuck out of a 50 year old man who's keeping up with these. These guys up here in these harsh of conditions, which is also harkening back to Egret and John. I mean, harsh young, con- harsh young. conditions bond quicker. Uh-huh. I mean, like you know, even though they're on the opposite side, they did spend a night. It's a so whole Romeo couple, and Juliet. It's yeah. Oh God, it's Romeo and Juliet. Oh, uh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, the star-crossed see, lovers I on the opposite side. Talk to Shakes of Thrones on uh, Twitter. <laughs> Because I'm sure that because she's the, the the she stars mm-hmm. on uh, Isle of Faces sometimes. But Squire so. Dalbridge for being able to keep up and fuck me, man, he's just got to yeah. be miserable. But he's he's not complaining. He's and handling himself. He's and... he's I he eyed her suspiciously. Yeah, but he never said. Yeah, anything no, they're also. not like, like dirty wildly bitch. I think that that goes to show the the honor of this group in particular. Corin knows who he picked. Yeah, Corin knows. No, his we men. understand. Yep. you're doing shit because you you're a little odd. You're new. You're weird. You're wild. But like, why? Yeah. Why, but we're not like a he, corn will handle it. Yeah. Corn's yeah. got this shit. Yeah. So. No, I think Corn knew his men and picked them all and Sweet. picked them all for that forethought that they're not just going to act. These men will think and actually be able to be not beasts. Right. Right. 
and do so what needs to be done. We did get a a nice quick uh, inductee from wonderful Julian over in France. Yeah. And so I'm gonna give this a read. Hello to the boys beyond the ocean. What's up? That's us. Yo. How you doing? I hope you're doing okay there. We're doing pretty well, actually, I'd like to think. I'd like to say yeah. so. I will be quick about that chapter. Obviously idiotic move to not kill Ygritte right away. He knows it. Well done for the climb and the quick killing, though. Hell yeah. My inductee is going to be Bran the Brave. Way better than Bran the Broken, if you ask me. Valor eh. to Harris. And that's harking back to the comment about he wishes he had uh, the tenth, tenth of, of his courage, Bran's yeah. courage. Excellent inductee yeah. for great reasons. All I those agree. damn Bran Brands. the Brave sounds wonderful. Brand the so, <laughs> if you would like to get your inductees in, you know how to hit us up with the socials being in the small council. Do so. Next chapter we're reading is Sansa six. Sansa five. six five four three two one. Well, it's it's got to be one of those. Sansa four. Sansa four. And then immediately after that, we're jumping back on it with John. Oh, that quick. Oh yeah, that oh, quick. Shit. So All yeah, right. we're gonna be immediately getting the aftermath of his release of Egret and back with Corn and them. And so yeah, send us in inductees for Sansa four and then John seven. So, yeah, it's gonna be. Sweet. All right, we'll catch you on the next one. Valor to Harris.